at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're the king! Only for Super NES. Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 187. Uh, I am Greg, joined by always uh, by Joe. Hello. And the two of us are coming at you once again with another Super NES game. Uh, once again, this is Joe's pick because Joe was owed a couple episodes. And once again, Joe decided to go into the well of the obscure Japanese stuff uh, for this time around. <laughs> so don't worry, we got a much different game coming at you guys next time. So um, anyway. <laughs> um, so, what game do you want to cover this time, Joe, and why do you want to cover it? This is called Super Family Circuit, and uh, I wanted to cover it because one, uh, I'm not going to lie, I kind of mentioned in the last episode, I wanted something kind of, you know, easy, laid back, and uh, it, it looked like it was going to be fun, and uh, there was recently, um, on the particular website where we get our you know i get my roms uh they had an english translation i was like eh, we might as well check it out <laughs> yeah i was a bit surprised this game actually did get uh, um i was actually surprised this game actually did get like an english translation because it's a translation because it's a racing game so there's not much there's not much text in the game anyway but right uh apparently there apparently there are some big fans of the game because obviously because obviously they want to put the time the time and effort in to have to have it translated so um but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I think I said before in the past, I like racing games. Uh, usually, usually for me, it depends upon the kind of racing game. Yep. I would much more, uh, I'm much more a fan of like the arcade style racing games. Like for example, like, uh, you know, like uh, um, OutRun um, and a, uh, oh, uh, the Cruising series mm-hmm. and Daytona. Mm. Um, you know, I've not. I um, I played a little bit of the simulation games, like the simulation games, uh, like the Gran Turismo's, mm-hmm. which are fine. They're just they're just like you know, I don't have the time or desire to put all those hours and hours like the game when I'm already spending up teen hours in, in things like RPGs <laughs> right, and simulations right. and things like that. So <laughs> I mean, like, so yeah, I'm much more when it comes to racing games. At least I much more prefer like a just a just, just a quick pick and play. Um, you know, like relatively fast arcade arcade style game yeah. so um where do you where do you sit upon this joe because i was actually surprised that you kind of kept it i was kind of surprised i was kind of surprised that you picked racing games i figure so i guess you must have some interest in the genre after all oh yeah i mean i've been playing racing games forever and uh the more arcadey and absurd i i'm definitely on board um, in recent years, my uh, one of my favorite racing games, I mean, the franchise, the Burnout franchise, has been my favorite for a while. Um, so that tells you right there what kind of racing I like. Um, but, um, you know, through the 90s, it was Need for Speed and that whole franchise, Daytona, yeah. because I was a Saturn kid. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. And then, of course, I jumped on the Dreamcast and got the Saturn there. Um but um, simulation-wise, I've been playing over the past, like you know, four years or so. I've been playing uh, the Forza Horizon games, which is a good balance between simulation and arcade. So you kind of have an open world; you can drive around, you can interact in other races and whatever else. Um, yes. But there's also like, you know, there's ridiculous like stunt challenges and like. You know, things where you have to outrun a train and things like that. Um, so I, I like a variety with my racers. And, like, one of the main reasons I really picked this game is because the little bit that I saw of it, it instantly reminded me of Micro Machines on the NES. And yeah. I love Micro Machines on the NES. I still play Micro Machines on the NES. Um, I bought the newer version for the Xbox One and was terribly disappointed because it looked like it was just like 
kind of like an HD remake of the first one. I was super excited for it. Had some of the same levels and everything, but the uh, the controls just did not translate, and uh, it was a sloppy game, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so I mean that gives you an idea. I've I've been playing racing games forever. Whether you know, well, I don't know if that game supports it, but I know that the racing community is hardcore enough that they do make driving controllers. Um, you know, and certain you know, certain games like Gran Turismo, like like Flavor support that. Yeah, yeah. It's the only kind of optional controller you have these days. <laughs> I mean, in the old days, in the old days, there used to be all kinds of controllers out there. Right. But nowadays, things are kind of standard. I mean, like you can still get some oddball controllers for sure. But the two main genres in which, in which companies still heavily make controllers for are either um, are maybe the flight sims mm-hmm. or driving or driving games. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I've never, I've never been hardcore enough to have to actually want to buy a driving controller. But I do kind of respect that. So I, I do um, have a uh, full-on steering wheel with the pedals and everything for oh, the. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess that'd be the fourth generation of consoles. It worked for the uh, Xbox, the PS2, and yeah. the GameCube. Um, and of course, you know, because it worked for the PS2, it also worked for the PS1. Yeah. So, um, I have that beast in a box somewhere because, uh, it, it's cumbersome, you know, to I'm set sure up and everything space. else yes, and yeah, they right, take up space. Sure, yeah. Um, that being said, my son's got one of the newer ones that, uh, released around the time of the PS3, Xbox 360 era. And, uh, it still works with not only, you know, the newer consoles, but also with the PC. And, uh, mm. I use that thing, um for playing uh forza on the pc and it was amazing um it's got great force feedback like you can actually feel the difference between the uh tarmac versus the grass it was really fun to actually use one of those wheels so yeah believe it or not this is like if if i had a choice like this is like one of my top genres for video games yeah, um, yeah. Well, you're definitely not alone like in that. I mean, like you know, the racing, you know, racing games have always been popular ever since they first came out like, in the late '70s. Mm. But I mean, well, actually, racing, racing goes, ra- racing games go way back even before that because speaking because in the real old days of uh, like the mechanical games, like the '50s and '60s, um, the one of the big genres that they used for that they used for the, for the they used like that to that kind of game was like was racing of some mm-hmm. kind, but. Um, and that kind of translated also like the first arcade games, and, and it's still very popular today. Um, you know, like it's probably it's probably the most popular genre in which I'm probably the least invested in. Right. Uh, in um, um, with the possible exception, like possible exception maybe of the Souls franchise, mm. uh, perhaps. But you know, having said that, Elden Ring is something I'm interested in checking out at some point. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah, because they. Um, Arcade One Up uh, has released both Outrun and Ridge Racer uh, as part of their um, uh, as part of their as part of their, as part of their, as part of their lineup of cabs. Yeah, I think um, Ridge Racer comes out in June, but um, yeah. the Outrun cabinet is one that I've definitely looked at and I have thought about. Um, yeah. But uh, I just you know it comes down to room, man. Don't have the yeah. room. <laughs> and there are companies also that will also make like what's called. Uh, and our companies, companies that will make generic stand-up racing and sit-down racing arcade yeah. machines as well too, which are, uh, 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 which, which are like a generic main cab, except they just come like pretty equipped, like like the, the the steering wheel and the pedals mm-hmm. and, and then the gear stick uh, that you would need for it. Um, yeah, and racing games, are still, racing games are still very popular. Um, Joe can back me up on this because the two of us recently, 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 to recently went to our local Dave and Buster's, uh, which is like a pretty good location for modern games. And uh, the two and the and the two biggest genres represented there are like shooting games and racing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still a whole bunch of racing games there. And, you know, you know we got like Outrun, Mario Kart, uh, you know, Batman, and probably a couple others I can't remember like right now. So. Um, yeah, racing arcade games are still very popular. I think part of I think I think part of because it's one of the harder genres to to translate 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 it accurately into home use. Right. Unless you unless you spend all that money money and space that you were just talking about to get the equipment and whatnot. Right. Right. So you know that makes sense. Why it's still very popular like an arcade scene. Yeah, like one of my favorite racing games that I mean I would go to the Warp Mall as a teenager and pump dollars upon dollars into the machine so I could play it was a game called Racing Jam by Konami. 
and it was fantastic. Yeah. It was street racing, um, and it was a full sit-down cab. Um, you could play automatic or manual. Um, you'd be an idiot, an idiot for not playing manual. Um, <laughs> and uh, if I was to put that in my basement here, it would take up, like, literally half of the living space down here. The thing's huge. It's pretty much the size of a car. <laughs> Then you also have the pseudo racing games that have come out over the years, but where it's like where it's like driving is part of the game, but it's not the entire game, like Spy Hunter, like right, APO. Right. Um, so, but uh, but uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and like you know, and, and like you know, like handheld, there's handheld, there's handheld racing games that have a, uh, um, uh, like so too, dedicated dedicated to games and whatnot. Uh, my favorite racing, my, my favorite racing, racing franchise, franchise, I feel like it's always been F Zero. Uh, I really, yeah. you know, I, I I fell in love with the first F Zero when it first came on Super NES because it's really one of the uh, being a launch title. It really showed off very well what the system could do, uh, mm-hmm. like those amazing graphic, amazing graphics and the soundtrack and whatnot. And like the other the other games came over the years, the N sixty four, the the GameCube and whatnot, whatnot, they were very impressive. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I obviously have love for the Super Nintendo version, um, but, I mean, most of my F-Zero experience is F-Zero X from the 64, and yes. that's by far my favorite. Um, the one for the GameCube, I think, is better, um, as far as the racing I mechanics. Think, and I think so, too. It's one of the... Like it's one of the handheld. Like it's one of the very, very few games, however, that actually uh, games, however, that actually make me motion sick because uh, because of all yeah. the upside down loop to loop courses. But yep, especially yep. when you play like on a big TV set, it can really be yeah, yeah. jarring. But yeah. and then <laughs> but, I, th- uh, I think it's GPA or GP Legends is the one for the Game Boy yes, Advance. Yeah, that one yeah, is yeah. Uh, the better one. The first one that came out was okay, but it was kind of like a. Uh, pseudo sequel to the super nintendo um f-zero so and it kind of retreaded that and it was just kind of this is safe so they released it but yeah yeah but most but yeah most of recent games we're talking about talking about so far how however um have either been have either been literal or have been at least modified versions of uh nascar racing stock car racing yeah um um, which like, you know, uh, I really, you know, for a lot of speaking about Dave and Busters, they had, um, there was a NASCAR game, uh, an official NASCAR mm-hmm. game that EA made here several years ago. That was a lot of fun to play because it actually had like radio announcers, like your ears and actually like an, an actual, an actual racers you've that you'd expect from that and that kind of stuff. It was really, it was really fun. Do, to you, do you know why that game was so fun? Uh, well, for several reasons it was fun, but what? But like, what's your reasoning? So the reasoning it was so fun is because it was Daytona USA with an updated coat of oh. paint. It was literally da- the Daytona USA two um, architecture with a NASCAR coat of paint over it. Mm. That, that makes sense. Actually, you mentioned. Yeah, it, so, and, but, and the game is yeah. fantastic. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a sucker. Yeah, like so, I uh, still buy the NASCAR games. Uh, I don't buy them yearly like I used to, um, but I occasionally pick them up um right now mm-hmm. nascar heat four is the uh, most recent that i own um, which is too separated from what is current so um and outside of that I, I have nascar 15 that i still play so it's like um there's gaps you know and whatnot because rosters change and i'm not too huge on roster changes that's why i still play like madden 2017 or FIFA yeah. 2015, because like the game is the same. It's just the roster change, and I don't care about roster changes. But um, every time there's a significant change, that's when I end up upgrading and getting the newer game. Right. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. Anyway, I mentioned um, I mentioned the fact that most of these games were either like stock car inspired because 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 the game we're covering this time is actually F1 uh, inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, F1 racing is not as big in the U.S. as it is in the rest of the world. Uh, it's kind of like with soccer, like you know, yep. um, you know, like how soccer is much popular elsewhere. Um, but there are you know, but there are F1 races that are done here. In the, uh, but there are F1 races races done here in the country mm-hmm. um, now and then, and there are and there are drivers and there are American drivers too who take part in it. Um, so. Um, and that one racing is very popular in like Japan and Europe, and since it's a right. Japanese game, that makes sense. So, um, 
and this game's and this game was actually made by the company that and they made by the company that that, that 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 really that really put racing games on the map uh, way back when. Uh, this is a Namco game. Mm -hmm. uh, Namco, of course, they don't you know they don't need uh, Namco doesn't need any introduction, but the series is talking about like pole position. Yeah. Uh, which really was a very, very popular series when it came out in like the early 80s. Uh, and that was also like F1 racing. So I'm not surprised, I'm not, I'm surprised that Namco decided to go back to the well several years later and develop like a, 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 um, like a, a better version of pole position basically. Mm. But, um, but, um, but, but uh, yeah, the Super, NES had a, the Super NES had a number of good racing games. We've only covered F-Zero on this podcast so far because of the, so far because of the fact that, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, we we also covered um, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ivan Stewart's Off Road Racing, oh, okay. uh, which is also like a very like, fun game. Uh, but so, but yeah, so we will we will cover more racing games. I, I, I yeah, know also the Top Gear series was on the system as well too. Oh, Top Gear series is so good as well too. <laughs> but the, this one's this one's Japanese only. And I think the reason it was Japanese only is because, like I said, F one racing is much more popular in Japan than it is in the U S. Yes, no, nope, so, I agree. Uh, but. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, um, uh, like I said before, this game is an improved version of, of really pole position for many, many years previously. This game's actually, this game's actually the third game in the franchise. Um, this is actually an improved version of a game, of a game that came out with Famicom, uh, slash the NES in 1988, called Famicom Circuit, uh, which was also only available in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, um, I like as well. Um... There was a sequel to that game. Then there a sequel to that game called Famous Circuit '91 came out uh, in 1991, also for the NES slash uh, uh, um, you know slash Famicom. Uh, so this is so this is the second sequel uh, to that game, and it came out in 1994, uh, like I said before, in Japan only. Um, the game was published by Namco, but it actually was developed by a company called Game Studio, uh, which was. Which was founded back in 1988, sorry, 1985, by former Namco employees, uh, which is why that you know, and the the two companies that had a very close relationship over the years, the same way the How Nintendo mm. uh, have had a very close relationship. Namco publishes almost all their games, so um, they are officially still like still alive. Their list is being active and active, and they have right like they have like they have like they have an active um, you know like they have an active website mm. and everything. Um, I've not seen them release any games anytime recently, though. So hmm. uh, it looks like the company's the company's just focusing upon like the mobile market yeah. uh, only now. Um, because I, because I, yeah, because I, because I don't see any console games they released since 2001. Um, so, um, and of course, being a Japanese, and of course, being a Japanese company, most of their games uh, were like with Japan only. Yeah. Um, they mostly. So Game Studio, Game Studio is mostly like mostly well known uh, for uh, uh, other racing games too. They made other racing games like as well, like as well beyond this. Uh, they also were the ones who got the rights to the Wizardry series in Japan. Uh, Wizardry being a very popular computer mm -hmm. role-playing ser role series, uh, they got the rights to port the games to console and other and Japanese computers to Japan. Uh, so they did, like they, they did some of those games. Curiously enough, their only North American releases is the console versions of those games being released back in North America. <laughs> so you had an American computer game that went over to Japan to be ported to Super NES, and then that game was re brought over to the U.S. on the, uh, on the Super NES. So uh, they did, they did, uh, they did, they did Wizardry Proving Ground for Mad, Mad Overlord, Wizardry, Wizardry Knights of Diamonds, and Wizardry Five. Uh, uh, like the ones that they developed, but um, but the designer behind the Family Circuit uh, series, including this game, uh, uh, is a guy named uh, Mensabu uh, Endo, who's pretty well known uh, in Japan and also and also like and also like really diehard arcade fans may know him. Uh, he uh, uh, he was a person who developed both uh, who developed both of, who developed two very popular arcade games, uh, Xevious and the Tower of Druga. Mm. So and a, um, and of course, Game Studio also also was the one who did, like, like, like developed those games as well too. So there is some pedigree behind this game. Um, having said that, however, this game's not really radically different 
over the like over the NES games. I, I took a look at them briefly, I, I, briefly on YouTube. Um, really, this game just simply has a new coat of paint on it for 16-bit graphics. Has a few new options on it, and that's pretty much about it. You got um, that. <laughs> they definitely. Well, not, not, nothing wrong with that, especially with like a racing game. This one's yeah. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Strategy. Yeah. But, but you know, um, playing this, I had to go back and look at the NES game. I didn't know about the 91 one, so I, I looked at the first game, and uh, yeah, I was kind of slightly disappointed that it was like, oh, they just kind of copied their own work. <laughs> Well, I mean, the original game reviewed very well in Japan. Yeah, no. Uh, um, uh, um, so, you know, it's not uh, broke, don't fix out, it. <laughs> yeah, when the original game came out, uh, 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 Famitsu, which is the biggest Japanese gaming game magazine, gave it a score 32 out of 40. Mm. So, uh, they really didn't see a need, I guess, to like, read with the Wii yeah, with this. Yeah. Having, said that, there are, having said that, there are some nice options. Uh, the game menu is surprisingly robust for a game of this age. Um, there are six different. Uh, you actually, you actually, you actually have six different selections. You have the time attack mode, uh, which is basically kind of like a beat your own time mode. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the sprint race mode, which I believe. Uh, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding, my understanding of this is, 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 is this is just pretty much like a one, like a one, like a one course uh, race. Um, Kind of short, you know, kind of shorter version like the endurance mode. So endurance, there's longer races. Yes. Where, the, the endurance, the bread and butter. The endurance, yeah, the yeah. The sprint are, I, if I remember correctly, you do multiple races, right? Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I think you're right. I that's think like, it's the, like that's yeah. the quote unquote yeah. story mode if you want to look at it that way. Yes, <laughs> right, but. But, but, but there's also practice mode also where you can like, you know, um, practice your skills yeah. and there's also a garage because you're able to, you know, as you win races, as you win races like earn money, you're also able to modify your mm-hmm. car. So, um, you know, like, it's also like an option, um, you know, it's also an option mode. Uh, you're able to enter your own name, uh, you're able to, like, you're able to circulate, um, you know, the controller set and, um, you know, how you want the control. Uh, uh, the control pad to be laid out, which is which is nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, controls, controls are pretty basic. You have a gas, a brake. Uh, you can like up shift, up shift and down shift, and you also have what's called overtake, which allows you to do like kind of like a, a boost, such mm-hmm. uh, to get past you know, like another car. So um, you can also you can also change uh, how many laps, body color, uh, you know your skill level. Like I said, a lot of options for a game of this time period, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Um, one uh, one thing I also like is uh, you have you know with the series you have uh, three different tours um, that you can do. Um, so you got like the Japanese prototype. Um, you have the Japanese Formula One, uh, which they just call Formula, and then they have the World Championships, and obviously that's your mm-hmm. you know easy, medium, and hard. Um, and I like that. I like the fact that they gave you that option. It wasn't just, okay, here's, uh, you know, a car, here's some tracks, and uh, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of nice. I also like that, um, it, it, so it kind of bothered me at first, but as I played it, it felt a little better. But, like, I, at first I was very confused by the fact that uh, you, you can't make contact with the computer drivers. Um, mm, you actually yeah. drive right through them. So, um, not gonna lie, in recent games like Forza, um, I'm that guy who can't drive and will go full speed into the corner and just collide with other cars to get around and through that corner, <laughs> um, just to keep my position in the race. And, uh, I couldn't do that here. <laughs> I ended up in the grass quite a few times, and uh, that grass is unforgiving. Um, yes. In this game, it's like you got to stay on the concrete. If you get off the concrete, even for a little bit, you, you can almost kiss that race goodbye. It is brutal. Yes. So the garage gives you the, the garage gives you the, the garage gives you the ability to enhance eight different parts of your car. One of those parts is just cars, uh, like it's cosmetic only. Um, but the other seven parts, like I'll give you a leg up in one part of your car. There's the engine, transmission, brakes, suspension, aerial, uh, which is the aerodynamics, uh, steering, and the wheels. Um, so, 
uh, and then you can also um, fight after you like then after you have your um, have your selections offset, you can also decide like when to reset. Like Joe mentioned, there are there, you know like there are various countries. There's mm -hmm. like Belgium, Italy, Portugal, Spain, Australia, um, Namcot, which is the old name for Namco, so it's a Japanese course. Uh, there's some other Japanese jet courses like as well here too. So yeah, like I said, I was very surprised by just how robust the options were in this game because um, it, at least. It definitely looks like there. It definitely looks like there were more options added to this game, the, the, added to this version of the game than there was the NES one. So I can appreciate mm -hmm. that. At least, at least, at least, at least, 16 version, the 16 version of the game wasn't just like a, um, uh, like a fresh, like a fresh paint job. Right. So, um, the racing, the racing map is a bit, it takes a bit to get used to, only because this is an over the top uh, a racing game, which. Um, I'm not that used to. I have not played too many too many top racing games. Most racing games are either like behind the car, uh, or they're like, like or they're like uh, zoomed out over the top. Like we see the whole course, uh, like by one screen, uh, the super sprint, or like um, uh, the driver and steward. But this one, you actually, you, there is a mini map that you can have. There, there are mini maps you can look at to see to see where you are and what's coming up coming up at you. Of course, also like your speed and time and your gear and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's both. It's both good and bad. The the um, the choice I think to have this to have this over to have this, over, to have this like over to have this, uh, as a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that on this deal as well. Um, I like the fact it's pretty unique. Um, you know, to having this to have 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 this perspective and it does work. Um, it is, it does make the game however more difficult and frustrating because you can't see as well as well around you around you as you would like to see um, because. You know, I don't know why they decided to, to, to do the graphics th th this way. I understand that I understand they're keeping it, they're keeping it, they're keeping it like the early, early Famicom games, right. but um, not being able to, but to put your field of view is definitely limited, especially as you just said, you know, with those curves, mm. the, the uh, curves, unless you, you definitely have to run, you definitely have to run the race several times to get the hang of the, the hang of the course, figure out where you need to, uh, where you need to break, where you need to, to return, that kind of stuff. Because the map is no favors like that. Regard. Yeah, this was like, so the first couple races I did were really frustrating just because, you know, I had to learn the momentum of your car going into the corners, how much speed there is, and how your car is going to handle, and then you know how punishing the the grass is because in some games like you just get in the grass and it's fine it's whatever you just blow right through it and this game uh like i said punishes you for hitting that grass um but in my opinion also punishes you for being quote unquote too fast going in the corners um i didn't use the brake once it was all feathering the gas to get around those corners um and even then like that wasn't the best strategy i probably should have learned how to break a little bit more going into the corners but um you know it's, it's, it's your typical racing game it's just you know it's from a top view so that feels weird it feels almost like super sprint or um a super off-road you know that sort of well it's not really super off-road more, more like Super Sprint and definitely, like I said, Micro Machines. Like, that That was the big game that I could think of that I can compare this to. Like, it feels like Micro Machines. And it, that's not a bad thing. Um, I just wish that the controls were a little bit better. Um, I, I think that would help the game immensely. But outside of that, I mean, it's your, it's your typical racing game. Yeah, I had problems with controls too, but I really don't know how much to blame the controls because I'm like, <laughs> because I'm like, because I'm like, racing games usually have usually have loose controls anyway. Right, right. Um, so I really didn't know how much fault to assign like that area. You know, I just, you know, I just chalked it. Like you may be right. I just chalked it to me being like, you know, not being not being very good at the game. Yeah, I felt like putting in enough time and raced enough different tracks, which that's another thing we can talk about is the assortment of tracks. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I, I just like I want to say there's like what 35 if not 40 tracks. Like it feels like there's a lot yeah, of tracks just, there. I just like a picture of the series to remind me about that and there's like it's like it has like seven series that you can pick from, yeah. which also <laughs> um uh 
uh, which also have their own bunch of tracks. Yeah, there are a lot of tracks in this game. And, and some of the tracks are very similar, but they're similar, but similar, but some of the tracks are also very, very different. Right. So, um, you know, some of them have, you know, some of them almost have, uh, some, some of them almost, some of them kind of reminded me of, like racing the city uh, because the yeah. way that the roads are laid out and like mm -hmm. whatnot. So, um, but yeah, so like I said, for a game of its time period, you know, like for, for, for just like very robust, like about, about options and races and races and whatnot. So, um, I just felt that the greatest difficulty of this game wasn't trying to actually, was not so much trying to beat the opponent, the, the, biggest, the biggest obstacle was trying to finish the, to finish the darn thing to begin with. So, right. that's the, so that's, that's, that's the challenge that, that, that's the challenge that I had the biggest time with. Um, did you feel the same way, Joe, or how'd you, you know, how'd you, um, or, um, like I, or, like I said, like, uh, the general challenge was just, for me, it yeah. was wrestling with the controls, and that's not, mm -hmm. you know, a knock on the controls. I think that's me personally. Um, I'm, I'm always a straight up gas guy, even if I'm, you know, mm -hmm. playing Forza where, you know, it's simulation and you have to be articulate and everything else. Like, I'm... The guy, even in real life, I am going to ease off my gas before I hit my brake. Um, that's just how I am. Uh, that's how I've, I've always been. Um, so, you know, I, I play that way even in my games. And it was no different with this one. Um, but, but like I said, you know, I, maybe it is the controls. You know what I mean? And maybe it's not. Yeah. Like, you know, like you said, maybe it's us. I don't, I don't know. I, I spent enough time with this game to be able to make an analysis. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if this was all I had and I was able to spend, you know, waking hours playing this, um, would I feel the same? That was what I was coming to. And, like, I don't know if I would, you know. Maybe I would end up being an expert. You know what I mean? Um, sure. You know, when I was younger, Micro Machines was my jam nobody could beat me i blew through that game i don't know how many times but as a uh well now 40 year old man going back to that game um the first few tracks i'm really good at as soon as i hit the uh pool table um it doesn't matter who i'm playing as because it really does make a difference in that game um, the pool table always messes me up. I always screw up, and it's like I know those tracks like the back of my hand. So um, it's just you know, it could be age. You know what I mean? My reflexes just aren't mm -hmm. what they used to be, sure. and I'm okay with that. Be, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I understand it. Yeah. I'm not gonna leverage it against the game. Um, and I, you know, I'll I'll be the first to blame myself before the game. But <laughs> you know, it, this was a fun experience. I really liked it. Yeah, it's a tough game, but like I said before, I really don't know how much. It's really hard to decide, you know, the two of us, the two of us, are really struggling with like where the biggest challenge of this game lies. Right. Um, I don't. For most races, for most races, I don't think it's the AI. The AI is good, but I think like in most races, like I said before, you're you're more focused about trying to like actually just finish the race at a good time. Mm. Your time, the time, and worry about trying to like beat your opponent. Right. Um. Uh, because. Um, but, you know, nothing, but again, nothing wrong with that. Because, like I said, you know, and then again, you know, most of my experience, most of my experience has been playing, like, NASCAR style games. As we talked about this, talked about this, mm -hmm. we talked about the place for the podcast. You know, F1 racing is a, 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 a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. You need a whole different, right. you need a whole different strategy um, to be able to do well in a race of that type. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, like, reflexes, reflexes will help. Reflexes going to get, feel like it'll take you, like, so far. sure but they, um but yeah so um uh the graphics in this game are pretty good we mentioned we mentioned the coat of paint the game was given i mean like you know it's not you know um you know it's you know it's not amazing but as far as like a racing game goes uh but it does look very nice yeah, it's serviceable um, so, you know, yeah uh the cars are very bright cars look good uh there's an you know, there's some like there's some, like very like cute anime style scenes that the scenes that come up as doing things like you know picky races mm -hmm. and like you know um, working a car and whatnot, which is a nice touch. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, graphics. You know, the cars. You know, the cars are uh, the uh, the cars are large. Uh, they're well detailed. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually look like cars. So cars, mm -hmm. not like mini machines. Right. <laughs> so, 
I do appreciate that. Uh, music sound effects are also like also pretty good. Music is like standard fare, not amazing, but like uh, amazing. But this, but amazing. But the music good, music good, good, good enough to keep it in the mood as you're racing. Um, the sound effects are the sound effects are very impressive. The the screwing the screwing on the tires as you go around the curves uh, is spot on. I thought. Yeah. Uh, it, um, you know, definitely, um, it definitely is like a great sound effect. Agreed. Um, so, uh, yeah, so challenge this game, like I said, most of the challenge, most of the challenge, but the most of the challenge of the game is just like, you know, trying to, tr trying to, trying to learn the courses, um, and do well and do well. And, uh, once you and practice, practice and trial and error and you eventually get good at doing it. Uh, like I said before, it's not the most difficult racing game out there. I do appreciate how many options the game has because it did be, be at least that way you're able to like crank things down a bit and be able to kind of ease yourself into right. it. Um, so, um, so uh, yeah, I guess I can. So uh, for, for, as I guess in summary, this is the you know this is a this is this is a better racing game than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, having you know once again saying that this game is a F1 style game and not um, you know and not um, and not a NASCAR slash stock car style game, which most Americans are more like mm -hmm. familiar with. Um, if you're a fan of, like like you're a fan of F1 racing games like like pole position for example, uh, it definitely is worth checking this one out. Um, you know, like I said before, there is uh, there is an English patch out there um, if you want to get the game in emulation or pick up a card to use for your uh, uh, clone system. Uh, but I, but it's not critical. You certainly can't understand the game fine just to, to find find like it's native Japanese because it is like racing. Yeah. But um, it's a very like it's a very detailed it's a very detailed uh, feature rich game for time period which uh, the time period nineteen ninety four which is a very well uh, pleasantly mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised with. Um, I don't think I'm going to be going back to this, um, but you know I think this is like a fun game uh, for sure. Um, I don't remember seeing a multiplayer option in this game, Joe. Did you see one? I think it's like one player only. I believe it is one player only. Um, I also did yeah. not see a one player. I mean a multiplayer option, but also like I didn't go looking for one either. So there's well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there is. Because, you know, multiplayer this time period, they would have had to do split screen, right. uh, which is fine. I think multiplayer would um, so I think multiplayer would have enhanced the game, the hand-to-hand the game's value for sure. But, you know, as it is, um, you know, I mean, it's a racing game. Uh, well, it's a racing game in the 16-bit uh, generation. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's it's very good. Um, it's a very good F1 racing style game on console. Uh, there are also there are also some very good F1 racing style games like computers as well too of like the time period. But as far as like F1 racing games on consoles, this is certainly one of the best ones of the time period. I think. Um, you know, I said before, yeah. if you are a big racing fan uh, of this type, uh, it's great. I, um, I think that um, you know, I think this game is worth. I, I think this game. I think this game like. I think this game likes worth playing. Um, does it hold up today? Like I said, that kind of depends. Depend your your preferences. If you are a racing game fan. Who enjoys F1 racing? Who enjoys 16-bit style games? Who enjoys difficult games? Uh, then, 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 then certainly it's still fun to play. Uh, having said that, I do fully, I, I do fully acknowledge and realize that that's a very small subset of like a fan base out there yeah. for sure. But, um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, the game, the game itself is fundamentally solid, and you know there wasn't. You know, even though, and even though it doesn't differ too much from the original NES game, it's like you know, if it's any broke, don't fix it. So, um, you know, it's, yeah, but you know, um, it is a. I, I was, but, but yeah, I, um, I was pleasantly surprised, but surprised by this game. I, I um, you know, I, I didn't love it, but you know, minus the controls and the uh, and the and choice of it, um, you know, and choice of an over the top uh, camera angle, I can't really find the major faults in yeah. the game. Nope, I agree. Do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you wanted to say to add on to, to, add on to what I just said, Joe? No, I think, uh, you know, versus everything that... Uh, versus. Uh, with everything that we have <laughs> said, um, I, I think that you should at least check it out um, in ROM form because that's going to be the easiest way to get it. Um, outside of that, if you're a collector and you're looking for it... Um, I think uh, Greg will be able to tell you what those values are here in a bit, but um, I, I can't imagine this game is too pricey. But then again, we've been surprised on this show before. So um, hold off if you're a collector until Greg tells you how much it's going to be. <laughs> but, um, if you know, check the game out. It's worth, you know, 
at least a half hour of your time. It's worth at least a couple races. Um, I can guarantee you you'll sure. have at least a little bit of fun with it. If nothing else, it, you know, the time trial and just, you know, with a bunch of friends, see who can do the best laps. Um, I found yes. that there were quite a few yeah. tracks where there were um, multiple paved uh, surfaces um, where there, there was one where it looks like three tracks in one. And you could legit just go through the very first turn. It's the shortest way around the track and literally pull a like 10 second lap. And it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I could not find anything talking about the game uh, when it came out in Japan as far as like, you know, as far as like ratings or ratings or anything else yeah. like that. You know, like I said, I, um, you know, even though, you know, even the original game did very well, uh, this game, you know, this game kind of like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was a terrible, a terrible game, but it certainly did not get a, a lot of attention, attention like it looks like. Um, but yeah, uh, because, um, but uh, yeah, so the, so modern contemporary, contemporary reviews of the game give like good marks, like, you know, four to five stars, mm. basically, um, you know, as far as, um, as far as that goes, so. Uh, and being a recent game, and also being a Japanese game, uh, it's not very expensive to get um, expensive, um, expensive to get this game. Um, with a couple, you know, with a couple like uh, warnings about that, which I'll get here get, get into in just a moment. It's very, it's a very interesting price chart for this game because it's certainly one of the more rare games on eBay as far as as far as copies sold. Mm. Um, but there are copies of the game currently listed, so I think you want to buy like a good price, just a good price of this game. Um, so you may just want to be patient uh, because you know, being a Japanese racing game, there, it, um, there's copies out there. But if but if, but if, but if you want to get the game without paying like an arm and a leg for it, you may have to show some right, patience. Right. Um, because 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 I found 26 copies of this game of this game currently being listed for sale. When I did research, research on it recently, only three copies of the game actually sold recently. Mm. Period. So. Um, and mostly it's from Japan, uh, but there were a few, I mean, but, I mean, but there are some copies of the game like available for sale for North America like as well too. Um, since, since only, since only three copies of the game sold recently within the last 30 days of uh, doing the research, the research on this in like mid-April 2022, uh, I, uh, I'll just tell you the pricing. Uh, card only, a card only version of the game from, uh, from North America sold for $13. Okay. And, uh, and the CID copy, and two CID copies from Japan, so over twenty dollars and dollars and thirty-one dollars and fifty cents. And that was probably mostly uh, shipping, prices. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. A lot of a lot of shipping. So uh, for copies currently for copies currently being listed, uh, the average the the, the average the, the pricing that the people looking looking for the game can range from nine to thirty-three dollars for the cart and twenty twenty dollars to hundred to twenty-fifty-eight dollars uh, for CIBs. Mm. So that's why I said wildly raising price yeah. price as far as copy being listed. Um, car pricing is fine. I think if you want the game for CIB, you may want to, um, uh, you know, just be patient because I said, you know, those copies, the two copies, that, the two copies I could find that sold recently, I averaged at average thirty dollars uh, for sale for sale pricing. Yeah. So, um, you know, like so, like so, so if, so if you are a collector and you want this game, you know, have some patience because you can certainly snag up a snag up snag the game for complete for cheaper price than the 150 that people are trying to get for this like, right now. Like yeah, eBay, definitely so. be patient. <laughs> but, but yeah, $13. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, $13 is like the card's like a pretty yeah. good price. So, could not find any reproductions, could not find any, um, you know, I think mostly because of the fact that this is kind of, you know, kind of a more obscure, rarer game and also because of the fact that the translation patch, while nice, is not very critical. Right. So, you know, you know, next compared to like our game from last time, so where like do it, uh, uh, where like translation was very helpful and very mm -hmm. much needed. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, so yeah, decent, yeah, decent pricing, like for sure. So, um, I could not find any evidence. I'm actually, I was actually was a bit surprised. Also, uh, I went looking in Namco's collections because, like you know, Namco of course has released a lot more collections in Japan than they have released mm -hmm. here in North America. Even though they have released a lot of collections of their games here in North America, obviously most obviously Namco has had more games come out in Japan than they have in North America. So there are more, like there are a lot more collections. I think at the PlayStation they released something like ten collections, which was like Japan only. So. Um, 
I couldn't find any evidence evidence this game was ever included like in a collection. So was it, uh, probably because of the fact that those, those collections are usually arcade games only, and this game never, and this game never had, and, and, and none, none of the games that franchise have ever had an arcade port. So uh, much to my surprise, this game's never gotten released. Still interesting, so, Namco, just because yeah. it looks like this, uh, the family branding on this game uh, extends to other sports titles in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yes. So, like, yeah, I came across, sure. like, Super Family Tennis and um, whatnot. So, like, I could see, like, a sports compilation at some point, you know what I mean? But maybe it's yeah. one of those where Konami, you know, feels like, okay, well, yeah, they were cool in the Namco. Namco, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have I have racing jam on my mind. Um, <laughs> uh, that, you know, Namco was like, hey, you know, we've, you know, these games just haven't aged as well as other arcade, you know, a lot of arcade games. They're almost timeless, sure. you know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. like, these console games, you know, for the most part, um, you know, some of them age out, you know, and that's just how that is. And True. it's not worth yeah. uh, putting out a collection or something like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a fun game. And, I, you know, honestly, if they had a collection with other the family franchise... Um, I'd probably go for it, you know, just to see, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, this game alone, mm -hmm. I think, would be worth, like, the $20 they'd probably charge for the collection, you know what I mean? So. Right. But, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, interesting, interesting, so interesting racing game. So, uh, once again, Joe, you, you, you did well picking <laughs> a very, uh, interesting game at least, you know. Not only, you're like, not only, you know, not all these games are winners, but at least these games are like very interesting to talk about. At least. Yeah. So, uh, but 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 I am, you know, I appreciate appreciate that. So thank you again for you know like bringing us like a pretty good, you know pretty fun game. For Absolutely. Us, uh, and I promise but, we'll we'll uh, stay out of Japan for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least for this right, game, right. Because, um, except because next time, um, I um, you know I'm very pleased. So I'm very pleased to finally be able to come public click at this um, because we've been playing this episode with like a. For months now at this mm -hmm. point, but um, um, we are going to be having a special guest episode next time around uh, where we're going to be having uh, two guest hosts on the podcast, uh, people who have been here in the past, uh, Ferg from the Atari 2010 Game by Game podcast, uh, and Phil, aka the No Square Gamer, uh, from his YouTube channel, uh, who are going to be joining us to cover a game celebrating its 30th anniversary uh, um, uh, very shortly, which blows my mind because it's like... Darn, I feel old now. But, um, but yeah, we're going to be covering uh, certainly, certainly, certainly one of the greatest games of Super NES, if not one of the greatest games ever made. Period. Uh, and I do honestly feel that way. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Which, by the way, turned uh, 35 like two days ago. I think Friday was the 35th anniversary. You mean the original game? Right? Yeah. Legend of Zelda. No, no, for um. No, 1992. 92. Oh, so that's 30 years. My bad. Yes, 30, I said oh. 30 years. <laughs> I, well, I thought you said celebrating 30 years soon, and it, it passed. So, that's that's why I was bringing it up. My bad. Yeah, I think <laughs> that, yeah, because yeah, because, yeah, because we have pushed this game back uh, a few weeks because of, like, real life yeah. and whatnot. Um, I think when we actually were planning upon doing this, it was more in timing, in timing like, up to release. Um, oh, yep, yeah, you're right. So, April yeah, there we go. was North America, uh, but so... But, well, close enough, 30 years. So, 30 years but, and three days. No, it's all good. Yeah. So, so, so yes, yeah, so look forward to that, like, next time. Um, so, so, you know, let's be, we're trying to, you know, I always want to, so I always want to space out the heavy hitters for the system. Um, uh, um, so, because they're too easy, to, too easy to just to go into the catalog of, like, the 100 best Super NES games and right. whatnot, just bang right. these guys out. But, you know. But you know, Zelda certainly is one of the biggest games, the, the biggest games uh, on the system, on the system we've not covered yet. So, um, trying to think, what else are some other heavy hitters we haven't covered yet? I know we haven't gotten to, um, to I know we haven't gotten to Super Mario World Two yet, which um, Yoshi's, Isle, Yoshi's Island, which we are going to mm. cover eventually sooner or later. That certainly was a, you know, you know that certainly, you know that certainly, like, you know that certainly, that certainly, that certainly, like, certainly like, certainly was a big release. Um, Joe. What do you think uh, are some other like big games? Big games you know, we probably haven't covered yet. Well, I'll tell you. At some point, um, doing this podcast, we will 
cover uh, BS Legend of Zelda. Um, and if you don't know, oh, that's yes. the uh, yep, Satellaview yep, yep. version of the first Legend of Zelda game done with the updated graphics for uh, A Link to the Past. And that is such a great game. Um, and it's a great uh, companion piece with the uh, Link to the Past. Um, yeah. So that that's so that's one of those games yes, I definitely yeah. want to talk at yeah. some point. Um, as far as yep, heavy hitters, that I was just looking at the chart right now. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I was just looking at the chart right now. Which games, which games sold the mm -hmm. best in the system, and like, and like, um, and like the top twenty-five. Uh, we already have covered a lot of those right. games. Uh, um, uh, the, the, two, the two games, the top twenty-five, that we haven't covered yet. Uh, well, sorry, three games. I, I already mentioned Yoshi's Island, uh, but the other like two big, big games we, we have covered yet are Pure Instinct mm. um, and and Secret of Mana. So we are so so yeah those so yeah those are those are also great games. Those are also games we're going to cover. About yeah, definitely. And uh, okay. I'd, I'd have to look at what what's been covered and what hasn't to fully answer yeah. the question. But um, if it's been covered, I would hope that at some point. Maybe we can retread the ground of Super Metroid, because yeah, yeah. um, that's a that's a game we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Chris uh, joined us uh, uh, by my podcast before because it, because he's, yeah, because he's a huge yeah. fan. So, so. Um, and that and and that actually that actually still. I actually actually speaking about podcasts. I actually just looked at the, the ratings on that long ago. That episode still our number one, our, our number one, our, our number one, <laughs> our, our number one episode as far as I can. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, but anyway, so yeah, so look forward to Zelda next time. That should be a you know four of us kind of talking about talking about the game. That should be a fun episode. A, a, a fun, a fun yeah, episode for sure. Um, and Joe. Um, is correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time you've played the you played the whole game from start to finish. Uh, spoiler: I still haven't finished it. Um, <laughs> but it will be the first time you played the game. Start to but finish, it right? will be the first time that I've played the game. Uh, cool. right, yeah, yeah, from start to wherever I to get to by the time we record. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun to have a first perspective. Uh, 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 a first perspective. Uh, uh, um, a first perspective, perspective on the series. That's yeah. for sure. So, but but. Uh, yeah, well, you got two more weeks left, so. <laughs> but, um, all right. So, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. If you want to check us out on Facebook, or we have a group on there, or you can also send me an email directly if you want to at the SNES Podcast Yahoo.com uh, with your questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc. Joe, can they reach you? I have a very public Facebook. Just a warning: it's not the best, but you know, it's there. And uh, you can always find me on Twitter at j o e s u x three zero. Okay, uh, thank you again. Uh, I thank you again, everybody. Everybody joining us as always. Uh, stay safe. Be well. We'll catch you again later. Uh, Bye. Take care, all. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.